A reading from the first book of Samuel. David spoke to Saul, let your majesty not lose courage. I'm at your service to go and fight this Philistine. But Saul answered David, you cannot go up against this Philistine and fight with him, for you are only a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. David continued, the Lord who delivered me from the claws of the lion and the bear will also keep me safe from the clutches of this Philistine. Saul answered David, go, the Lord will be with you. Then staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. With his shield bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, the Philistine held David in contempt. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come out against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me, and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, You come against me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters while David ran quickly toward the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone and hurled it with a sling and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow and he fell prostrate on the ground. Then David overcame the Philistine with sling and, and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him with the Philistine's own sword, which he drew from its sheath. He dispatched him and caused, cut off his head. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for battle, my fingers for war. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, my refuge and my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield in whom I trust, who subdues my peoples under me. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. O God, I will sing a new song to you with a ten-string lyre. I will chant your praise. You who give victory to kings and deliver David, your servant, from the evil sword. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus entered the synagogue. There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, Come up here before us. Then he said to the Pharisees, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent. Looking around at them with anger, and grieved at their hardness of heart, Jesus said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him to put him to death. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is an incredible scene here in the synagogue with our Lord. Um, we hear that Jesus looked around with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart. I mean, we don't get that often in, in the Gospels and, and anger in our Lord. And when we do, it's worth pondering and reflecting on this. We, we know the Pharisees are, are, are hard-hearted, that they're closed-minded, they're not open. 
Uh, so they're not able to receive. Um, Jesus intentionally goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath for this man with the withered hand. Um, earlier in, in Mark's gospel, you know, what we were kind of reading um, last week, you know, Jesus go, we heard about Jesus' miracles. He's, he started in the synagogue, cured the man with the, uh, the unclean spirit. Um, but it wasn't so much like intentional on that situation. Jesus was in the synagogue preaching, and there happened to be a man with the unclean spirit. He cures him, and then he, he just kind of goes and does all these miracles. But now his miracles are more, more focused. And so in a way, he is trying to draw out the Pharisees. Um, he is trying to provoke them. Um, but unfortunately, they won't respond in, in the right way. So our Lord does this to us. You know, he, he provokes us. Um, this is why, you know, he when we feel certain temptations to sin or, or we get angry or um, we have thoughts that, that come up into our head, you know, throughout the day or at night, whatever it might be. That's our Lord trying to speak to us, trying to trying to kind of break down our, our hard hearts. So I really important when we pray um, that we, we lift everything to the, up to the light, even if things, thoughts that we have, we think are sinful and, and wrong. It's like, well, okay, Lord, you know everything, so I, I can't hide this from you. Why am I thinking this, or why, why am I feeling this way? Uh, tell me about this desire. Remember what we heard last week, Samuel? Uh, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Well, okay, Lord, speak to me. What, what's the deal here? Um, so the Pharisees obviously are, their thought is like, well, this man can't cure on the Sabbath. <clears throat> this is a violation, uh, and the Messiah would never violate the law. So they're they're in a dilemma, but they're not willing to listen. They're not open. They don't really pray through it. And that's why, you know, it really, it hurts Jesus' heart because he can't, he can't get in to save them. He's not going to force himself in upon them. He's not going to force himself upon us. And the Pharisees and the Herodians, what, they're going to seek to put him to death. They don't want this kind of Messiah. Obviously, we don't want to do the same. It's all about the relationship with Christ, as I've said time and time again. So lift up your heart to him and be listening to how he wants to respond and how he's going to receive you. Amen.